Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. I always wait till you say, oh, maybe I don't. No, you go right away. Oh, do I? So you didn't, and I was like, oh, give him time, give him time. I'm an idiot. Beers on us, Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris. Hello, Hello, that's us. Hi, it's us. And we are doing a tasting room episode today. This is our first tasting room in a little while, it feels like. I mean, I I know we've done more than we think we've done, mm-hmm. but I do feel like it's been quite a while since we've done a true tasting room. I'm looking up at the wall there, and I'm not seeing anything that strikes me as tasting roomy until like maybe the third or fourth one down. So it's been a little while. Yeah, I see one there. Well, you're going up. Start from the top, because that's the most recent ones. Um, I see one. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, it's been a while since I said I'm sorry. Okay, I was like, there's a couple songs that do that. So, which one you go in there? Oh, Stain, dude. Duh, man. Yeah, I got okay. my lighter and everything ready to rumble. <laughs> so, we're going to do a tasting room episode today with six beers. We will pick one to be the beer of the week at the end of the episode. And uh, the theme of today's tasting room, which normally does not have a theme, mm-hmm. is. Beers that bring you back to your comfort zone, kind of beers that make you feel better, because we were talking about that. We had a couple of really deep episodes, and one of the things we decided that would be helpful to both of us, and I think has been helpful to both of us, is to go back to the well a little bit. You know what you like. You know the style that you like, and you know, yes, we like to push our boundaries, and yes, we like to try new things, and I'm certainly one who has trouble not trying new things, because I love to give everything a try. It's important to go back to the well a little bit, so... Each of us brought three beers in. We both went to Market of Choice, and we found three beers that would be, for us, 
going back to the well. What would you get on a rate? I just want a beer. Mm-hmm. What would you get? And the three of us brought in three beers, and all your first one's a bit surprising to me. Sure, and I've got a story for it. Uh, but the other two, I'm not surprised by, and I imagine you're not surprised by any of my three, except for maybe the middle one, which I'm bringing in purely because I couldn't last week. <laughs> no, nope, I'm not surprised by that one at all. Um, I think what's really rad about this is you can look at this and go, "Yep, that's Patrick. Yep, that's Mike. Yep." And and I really like it. Um, yeah, I, I you know I this was cool. You know I've got a lot of the times we do tasting rooms to like try new beers uh-huh. and introduce people to new beers. This is just more of like a little self service. Sure. And if you have not had any of these beers and you respect our palates or like our palates or match our palates, mm-hmm. then it could be something that you will find that hey, this is a beer that that both of them like a lot, and it's a well like a well beer for them. Mm-hmm. You know, give it a try. And the second beer we're going to get to is one of my favorite styles, but it's not necessarily my favorite one of those styles. But I enjoy this brewery, and I haven't had it in a can in a while. I had a little bit of it on draft maybe a week or so ago. Um, So it was more like, I know this is a solid beer. I like this style. So it feels in my comfort zone, but I didn't really taste it and like, Think about it, right? So I figured I'd bring it in, so then we could. Well, I think there's stories. Each each of these beers will have a story for us, mm-hmm. and uh, even some of the ones that you brought in will have a story for me. I feel the same for you as well. So let's just share the stories of the beers today, huh? That sounds. And we'll great, give man. little tasting notes and whatnot, but uh, anyway, so. Let's get the, the admin stuff out of the way. Subscribe, rate, review, download wherever you find us. Instagram.com slash beers on us. At beers on us pod on Twitter. Facebook.com slash beers on us. And uh, Odyssey app, 1080thefan.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Omni Stitcher, all the places you can find the podcasts. And uh, Weekend Beer, I'm just going to go quick because we've got a lot of beers in front of us, is I bought myself a decent amount of beers from Market of Choice this week, but I did do a bit more of the experimenting. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anything that really stood out to me as being really good, which was disappointing. The only one that I had that I did quite enjoy was Ben Brewing's Mocha Porter, which was on the shelf. And I have not had a porter in a while outside of Black Butte Porter, which I will occasionally buy for myself. But, uh, you know, mocha is coffee, but mocha. So it's like, I like mocha coffee. It's It's the chocolate chocolate coffee. It was a really good porter. And uh, I I haven't had Ben Brewing in a while. And I was like, oh, I see this on the shelf. I'll get this for myself. It was quite good. Everything everything else I had was was fine. Nothing really worthy of bringing up. I did buy myself Bad Santa and uh, Jubilee. Oh, you're getting there, huh? I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I saw them on the shelf, and I'm yep. like, I know these are new because it's October. <laughs> right, right. They're so, secret jokes on you. They're actually left over from last year. <laughs> great. <laughs> no, that's great. We we at Grains, we're packaging on Monday our winter spice Dale Hail Santa. Um, coincidentally, he's missing a letter. If you catch my drift there for the Grains. Uh. <laughs> um, uh, so I will be uh, diving into that world. It's my actually sp- not missing a letter. It's just <clears throat> in the wrong order. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's what it is. My yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the English language. We're talking about Satan, <laughs> everybody. Um, and so I will Satan. I will also be diving into that as well. Um, my week, uh, I'll, I'll keep it quick and short. My my week is a couple things. One is for the future and one is from the past. Uh, we had that uh, Rosenstadt Hellas last night. Oh, that's right. And uh, just didn't hit me. Didn't hit, it didn't, didn't really hit me, me either. Um, yeah. I don't think it was a bad beer. I think it's just really not according to style. 
Um, the body felt, or is it actually more according to style in the Hellas's you like yeah. are more Northwestern. You know, you might be right on that. You might be right on that. So I may be subject to my own misfortune, uh, but it just didn't talk to me. I'm continuing to try as much Rosenstadt as I can lately because they've been getting a lot of like hype in terms of like their beers getting better and better and better. So I'm going to keep out on that. And then I had to run some errands yesterday, uh, dropping off empty kegs that we used at the brewery for yeast and from various friends and stuff. And I had to drop off a bunch at Great Notion. And they gave us some beer. They gave us a decent amount of beer, so thanks to you guys. Uh, and they gave us three lagers and a hazy collab that they did with a brewery in California, I believe, and I can't remember off the top of my head. It's it's the brewery that does Ghost in the Machine, Hazy IPA. Okay. They did a collab with them, and it's called Ripe in the Machine. Um, but there's a Pilsner, a Hellas, and a Vienna. And from Great Notion. From Great Notion. And we got we got a four-pack of each of those four beers, and I snuck one of each off. And I'm going to try those this week, and I'm really looking forward to it um, because most of the beer they make is not my style. Um, but these beers are in cans, and I'm excited to see what they do with them. Yeah, I remember I had uh, – last time I went to Great Notion, because they have one near where I live, the Cedar Mill location in Beaverton, mm-hmm. um, 98% of the beers on the tap list were hazies or dessert stouts. Mm-hmm. And they had a, a hedge beer and a ledge beer, I believe they were called. And I did try one of those two, and it was solid. Cool. And not a style that you're used to seeing from Great Notion. I mean, it wasn't the best I've ever had. Sure. And I did wind up getting a dessert stout for myself because I do enjoy that style. Um, overly sweet or not. But, uh, you know, it was it was solid. So they, they definitely have that in their wheelhouse. I'd be curious to see what you think. Yeah, I'm excited about it because, like, I work for a brewery that is known for its hoppy beer. You know, I could, I could say... It, it was the same way when I was at Breakside as well. Uh, but, it, you know, Breakside worked really hard on it, and we at Grains now are working really hard to show that we do all styles. And so I'm really excited to get away from the marketing beast that Great Notion is with those two styles and get to more traditional beer and see see what they put on the table. All right, well, let's get into the tasting room today. Now, I put this in order of where I thought it would go on a tasting tray. I think I did a pretty good job. I think you did a good job. Uh, and this first beer, I don't really know where it lives, but I think in the beginning is just fine. It probably makes sense in the beginning, just based on what it is. But it's it maybe a no surprise to all of you, the first three beers are Patrick's. <laughs> And the second three beers are mine. Yeah, I know. I know. I didn't even think about it. I was like, okay. I could have flipped the middle two because they're probably very similar, but. No, I think you got them right. Yeah. Um, And I just went, okay, you got to be selfish. I was like looking and I was like, nope, you got to be selfish. Yep. You have to pick what is your wheelhouse. And so naturally I lean lighter than you do. Yep. And um, I lean much heavier. Yeah. And so we're going to start um, with Oakshire Brewing's Sun-Made Cucumber Sour with real cucumbers. It is a Berliner Weiss. And it um, smells like cucumbers, too. Yes. Um, twofold. When it comes to fruited sours, fruited, fruited Berliner Weisses, this is my number one go-to. Um, I also like Passion Fruit Sour from Breakside a lot, but it's so much heavier than this beer that I really got to be in the mood for it. Remember when cucumber water became popular and everyone had it? It's right. so refreshing right. that it just makes sense that it would be refreshing in a beer like this. And so that's why I snagged this. That's one of the reasons why I snagged it, because it's a lighter body. It has some good fruit character, it's vegetable character so in this. good. Yeah. Uh, good cucumber. It's not too tart, not too acidic. But also, we at Grains are, this is this is part, the other part that really kicked in to make me feel good. We at Grains are thinking about launching an in-house Goza Berliner Weiss program and doing it kind of traditionally with like the syrups that you add. So it's like a base flavor and you can add syrups to 
change the flavor, whether it's fruit or some other traditional stuff. Like a coffee shop. Kind of, sort of. And so... With those glass bottle, pump mm-hmm. bottles with and the flavors. And so what, what makes me excited is I'm going to be diving into a lot of Berliners and Gozas to learn. Mm. And so I grabbed That's this. That's kind of scary because those are styles that are not in your wheelhouse I know. necessarily. And so I grabbed this because the idea of learning and pushing myself really said... Yeah, dude, and let's start with one that you love more than any other one. Okay. It's interesting because we don't, and I don't know if this is a fault of, of them or us or whatever or just our palates, but we don't really have Oakshire on this podcast. We don't. At all. Um, I know that they are certainly big on doing like the smoothie sours now, and that's mm-hmm. become kind of their game. And they've been doing some pastry stouts as well. They're really famous for that espresso stout that they yep. do. I know you don't love coffee and beer. Oh, I mean, I've had that. The one with the lightning bolts on mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a that's a classic. They've got a winter legend known to, known as Ill-Tempered Gnome. Mm, I've um, had that, that is, as well. That is a great winter But ale. you said that you went to the Portland Tap House recently and were pleasantly surprised by the beer that was on tap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Outside of the like marketed beers, it was mm-hmm. like, hey, we make good beer mm-hmm. outside of what's popular on Instagram. Yeah, very, very much, very much happy. And I think this is one of the best beers they make. Um, this is delightful. This is not a style that I particularly love. Um, I am also trying to get into sours and things like of that ilk, gozas mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that and saisons. And every once in a while, I'll grab one and, and give it a go. I've actually been enjoying sours a lot more recently. Oh, good. I've really been kind of learning my palate for them. Can you remember we had, when we were doing uh, radio, we had a Cactus Wins the Lottery from Ex Novo. If yes. you remember that, how would you compare that to this? Uh, this is way more mild. Uh, that one was very tart and... Almost like sour candy tart. Not, not, it was, I enjoyed it actually. I actually had two of them when we did the radio, but, um, it, it was, it was a little much. And this, and I think that's my problem with sours. I assume that's a lot of people's problems with stouts is that it's a little much. Um, it's just what flavor spectrum you, you can deal with. This is really balanced. And the cucumber just gives so much like brightness and freshness that I think just naturally cuts the sour that's in the beer. And I'm assuming because it's a sour, there's like a little citrus element in this as well. It kind of it kind of balances that really well, you know. So I'm enjoying it. I think I uh, out of this style, this is a really good one. I would have this again. The only thing I'm upset with, dear Oakshire, is this used to be in 12 ounce cans, and it was easier for me to buy than to buy that crap that those people make with fake stuff in it. That AB InBev brand, but now they're in 16s, so now I'm just drinking more. I guess that's not really a complaint. Yeah, why are you complaining about that? <laughs> that's not really a complaint. Are I'm you just complaining kinda... because it's a style that's hard to drink a lot of? For me, maybe, but it pro- they probably did research. Yeah. And I mean, if this is the style you like, like, of course I want a 16. That's why Passion Fruit Sour is still in 22-ounce bottles. <laughs> it's like, if you like this beer, you want all of it. Right. Boy. I I just want my cake and eat it. Can I can I say this now? Is this an official thing I can say? I intentionally don't buy twenty two ounce bottles anymore. Nobody does. Like I see it on the shelf. I don't care what the brewery is. I don't care what the beer is. I don't even look at it. It's too much beer. I just want the I want the pint. the 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 sixteen ounce can. Yep, is perfect. Mm-hmm. I have pint glasses. I pour it in. It fills up perfectly. It's not too small for a pint glass. Nope. It's not one and a half beers. Right. It's one beer. And I have an I have imperial pint. I have a lot of like imperial pint glasses at my house. Like uh, the true traditional. It's twenty ounces all the way to the top, and I've got the sixteen line. Mm-hmm. I love those because I can do sixteen ounce cans or five hundred milliliters. But even a twenty two, I can't fill it all the way up. Yep. And I'm not going to waste beer. Yep. 
It's just annoying. And there's so. too much left in the bottle to just like start chugging craft. Beer. I just I can't. I just. Plus, I don't fit on the COVID. If shelf. there's any breweries out there listening who still make 22s, just know that I go at it from that angle. I will not buy a 22 anymore, especially gonna... with all the options that we have now in 16 ounce, 500 milliliter, whatever. We all the options we have. I won't even look at the 22 ounces. Can't coach them. Can't so, do it. So stop. I mean, do what you want, but just right. know that I I am not looking. Yep. If that uh, matters to beer you. Beer number two uh, is an Italian-style Pilsner. Um, I am known as a Hellas guy. I feel like we discovered this style on our podcast. Yes, I am a known as a Hellas guy. We did this. Um, there, I am definitely more of an American-style Pilsner than a German-style Pilsner, and Czech is my third favorite of the three. There's something about the sauce hops that I'm just not really into. The Italian-style Pilsner came to me like a godsend. It was like, hello, IPA drinker. Welcome to Pilsners. And I just have loved the style uh, since, since its inception. Some are not good, but the ones that are great are fantastic. And in front of us, we have Terrifica Horror Pills. I thought it was a little apropos, being that Halloween is this weekend. Uh, my favorite Italian pills is the Von Ebert. Um, that's my favorite Italian pills, but this one is excellent as well, and I haven't had it in a while. I think the one that I liked the most was the Cold Fire one that we had oh, yeah, way back in the really day. I really liked that one a lot. Yeah, so I'm really into this style, and Wayfinder makes great beer, and so I thought it would be fun to revisit this and still feel like I don't have to break it down. Right. You know, like, this is going to be a good beer. I uh, This is a style for me that is hit or miss. More miss than hit for me. I I don't know exactly what it is. There's a couple of times that I've had it where I'm like, yeah, I like this beer a lot. And then there's been like seven times I've bought an Italian mm-hmm. salt poster, and I'm like, there's, some, there's a weird flavor in here. I don't like it. Is I, it one of those trust your breweries? No, because it's even been breweries that I've liked that I'm just like, I just, I, it's not for me. Yeah. It could just be a recipe thing, and I don't know enough about how they built the beer to know this is the one I like. Like you, you talked about the the erosion stott hellas that you didn't enjoy mm-hmm. is that because what you like is more more uh west uh, northwesternized as i'm making up a word or, <laughs> i know what you mean or is it more uh true to the original recipe what what is it that you don't like i don't know what it is i have actually never loved this italian style pilsner there's from wayfinder yeah the, mm. this particular one i've tried it because i like the style when it's good and i figured wayfinder would make it well this one does not hit me in a way that I enjoy it. Oh. Um, there, there's a flavor in the middle of the palate that is, it's just off for me. It, I don't know if it's an off flavor. I, I mean, you would probably taste it if it was an off flavor. And if it is, then, then that's what it is. But if you don't taste anything wrong with the beer, then it's something in this mid palate that just sits me. It just hits me wrong. Mm. It kind of gives me like a, like a seltzer water flavor in the middle. And I'm like, I, eh, now you got me like breaking it down. There is something in the back end. I don't love. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a stale flavor. Yeah. Huh. That's but that I have that issue with some of these Italian style pilsners where like it's fresh AF. It it falls flat quickly. And I, I don't like beers that do that. You know, I want I want that long, deep, nuanced sip. No profanar el sueño de los muertos. Okay. All right. I know what de los muertos means. <laughs> the rest I don't know. So yeah, this one's not my fave. Um, I've tried it a couple times actually, and I'm like, oh, it's Wayfinder, and I like Wayfinder, and it's Italian style Pilsner, and I like Pil- Italian style Pilsners usually. Sometimes, yeah, this one just doesn't do it for me. It doesn't. Well, I know the next four will though. <clears throat> I had to do some errands yesterday, as I said. 
and I stopped at uh, my old friends in Milwaukee at Breakside. And I looked over in the cooler, and I said, what the hell is that thing with otters on it? Otters are like a cute thing between me and my girl. They're like our spirit animal. Otters are great. Because they hold hands while they sleep. They're also evil, but we they're think great. It's super cute. Yeah, they're super evil. <laughs> um, they like rape other animals. It's like really messed up. They're really like evil yeah. animals. Yeah, they're really terrible. Um, but we just think they're so damn cute. They are very cute. Uh, and I was like, what the hell are those otters? And then I looked and it was Cuddle Puddle in cans. In cans. And this, being somebody that's- The only a- time I've had Cuddle Puddle is in Crowlers brought by you. Right. <laughs> because in all my time at Slabtown, being there from day one up until the day I left, um, that is my favorite beer they've ever made down there. And now it's in cans, GTFO. So it was like- we're doing, hey, grab something you like, something that makes you feel good. I haven't had this beer in a little bit. I don't need to. Holy cow, it yeah, smells I good. Know. I know. I cracked and was like, what? What's that? It's even fresher than I remember it smelling. I smell Breakside beer. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great that they're canning this. It's this like is when a- you're at a party and you're like, I smell weed. Someone's smoking weed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I cracked that and I was like, I smell a Breakside beer. It's Breakside beer right now. <laughs> I got it. Uh, what was the, I forget the name of it, the one, the Barley Browns collab. Wanderjack. Yes, that was my favorite. That that's also ever excellent. Made. That's also excellent, which is why it's in cans all the time. Yep. Well, um, I'm glad they put Cuddle Puddle in cans as well. Yeah, Cuddle Puddle. Here we are. It's it's they they're calling it a West Coast IPA. Um, I don't know how there's no ABV on this. I don't know how you get away with that, but that's not my problem. Um, I believe this beer sits at like five seven. <laughs> that's not my problem <laughs> i believe this beer sits at 5.7 percent. so it, it to me it's always drank like a a hoppy hoppy pale ale mm-hmm. um but nobody buys a hoppy hoppy pale ale so you're probably better off calling it a west coast ipa hoppy, hoppy, i mean joy, it, it's, joy, it's, hoppy, it's hoppy, joy, joy. this beer is meant for an ipa drinker not a pale ale drinker it's just not going to be a seven percenter yeah. yeah if you're a carbon copy sierra nevada pale ale whoa kind of drinker wow then this beer is not going to talk to you that like we we officially ended that like six months ago yeah nice pullback it's been a while just trying to get things comfy and cozy you surprised me because i was like yeah oh (laughs) whoa (laughs) so if you're a carbon copy you know sierra nevada pale ale drinker this is not going to be your kind of pale ale but if you are the drinker of our next beer if that's the kind of beer you want, then Cuddle Puddle is going to be straight up your alley. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because it'll be interesting to taste them back to back. Because you can tell this has the West Coast vibes in it, but it's so light-bodied, like so easy to drink. I haven't had a more breakside-tasting beer than this in a while. But the next beer <laughs> is so dank mm-hmm. and so in-your-face that even though it's a similar, even though they're labeled the exact same style, mm-hmm. it's so different. I know. What what I love about Cuddle Puddle, and I think what's so great, well, first off, I'm getting, the nose is fantastic. It's one of the best noses I've had in a beer in a long time. Uh, I get this really cool kind of orangey marmalade kind of character from the hops in it. And the middle, the body is so soft. So soft. I think it's something I've loved so much about this beer is how soft, in fact, it is. As a hoppy drinker... And most that, people hate soft things. Right. As a hoppy drinker that loves bitterness, that loves it super dry, there's something about this beer specifically, and I don't know if it's the uh, hop combination or if it's the water profile or what it is. This beer is, if I'm going to drink a soft, wet beer, quote-unquote, 
this is where I want to live. And now this it's in is, cans for you. This is a desert island beer for me. Like, hello, Wanderlust. That was cool. You know, we had lots of great memories. We almost got married. We left on equal terms. I'm now leaving you for Cuddle Puddle. <laughs> this is this is my desert island beer. Because now, it's not 6.3. It's more like 5.7. Cut that little bit of AVB. It's one extra beer. That that it is. That's one extra beer. In if a you're session. on a desert island, it shouldn't matter if you get drunk though. So that's not really important. But yeah, I mean, because you're but by you're, you're by yourself and you're dying, so might as well just get drunk. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. Or try to do. All right, Wanderlust, come on back down, baby. <laughs> Where's that triple IPA? I want. What was that safe word? Ten percent. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break to uh, reset. So those three were Patrick's beers. Those are the get back to your comfort zone, go to the well beers that uh, that Patrick chose. It was Oakshire's Cucumber Sour, Berliner Weiss. Sunmade. Sunmade. Sunmade is the name of the brand. They also have a raspberry one out. Okay. It was uh, the Wayfinder Terrifica Horror Pills, the Italian-style Pilsner, and then Cuddle Puddle from Breakside were Patrick's three contributions to the tasting room today. Up next, a very different... Well, a very different contribution. But the cool thing is, is we kind of start in the kind of start where we left off. We do, just a little different. Just a little different. A little bit more comfort for me, because this has been my favorite West Coast IPA of the last couple of years. And we will go there next. This is beers on us. Anybody want? You want to say something? Well, I was just going to say America also agrees with you. <laughs> ah, yes, with Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris. All right, welcome back into Beers on Us. I'm not going to say it today because we're not doing a segment, so Beer of the Week time! <laughs> Just to get that in the podcast. I we'll, do like it when you say that. Yeah, we'll announce that at the end. You've got some really good, like, uh, like a uh, little, you know, what do we call them in the industry? Uh, like uh, sayings or stuff? Like, yeah, like, like I always say, do something I would do, right. or it must be a Wednesday, like mm-hmm. whatever, slogans, whatever you want to call it. you got some good ones on this show, man. Yeah, it just kind of fits. It's it's nice. It's natural. So uh, these next three beers are my contributions to the tasting room. This one. You start I, strong. I, text, uh, I, I checked. I made sure. 1013 canning. Boy. So we are in the two-week sweet spot for Ugh. Mr. Mike Lynch here, who loves 14-day-old IPAs. What was that cuddle puddle at? I can't read it. 1022. Ooh, so that's your sweet spot, the Whoa. seven days. Oh, baby. Because we are the 28th. That's All six right. days old. Okay. And I am at 15 days for this. Love it. Look at Love that. Love it. it. Let's tur- go dates. It turned out perfectly. Well, so- this Terrifica was 10 4. Mm. So it's like perfect for a lager. Yep. So this is a 15 day old Von Eber volatile substance. Gold medal winning. GABF for West Coast IPA. American IPA. American IPA. Is the name of the category. Right. Um, West Coast IPA is American strong. Okay. Well, okay. Whatever. Um, So you will will see in the next two beers that I did go to my sweet spot. You should. However, part of my sweet spot is a great West Coast IPA and... I wasn't going to just bring three stouts in because it's not that's not what that's not what I do in my normal life. Like would, I don't just drink stouts. Would you say West Coast IPA is probably the biggest contribution this podcast has made to you? Um, no, because I liked West Coast IPAs prior to the okay. podcast. I just didn't understand them how they were different. 
Um, I have to try to go back because we've been doing this for so long now. I'm like putting myself back to two and a half years ago of like, what was I drinking? Because mine's like yellow beer lagers. Right. Like without a doubt, yellow beer lagers. This show has really pushed me in there. Well, that, it's made me a crispy boy. Yeah. That's what, that's the biggest contribution okay. for me is I <clears throat> now appreciate lagers and pilsners. Yeah. Whereas before I would avoid them. I like the play. <laughs> uh, I would still drink IPAs. I just didn't really know what I liked. Mm -hmm. So maybe it helped define that I really enjoy but the West Coast IPA. On the train. But I did like it. Okay. Yes. Um, but I think I was a crispy boy aspect is what I uh, what I really, really grew and to learn to love in this podcast. And sours, too. I'm really starting to like sours because of the, the couple of times that we've done it. Oh, Patrick just made a face of happiness. I just took a drink and my shoulders dropped and I didn't even know they were raised and they dropped and it. The bitterness is perfect, yep. you know, whether it's perceived or actual. I think the bitterness, the finish on this beer is so fantastic it's dry, it's crisp, it's got a bite, and I don't mean in a bitterness way, I mean in like a... Like a, like a crunch almost. Yeah, or, or like a, you know, if you're, you know, getting getting busy with uh, with, with your partner, and then they kind of give you a little, and you're like, oh, I kind of got one of those. Is that, it's the best way I can describe it. And there's that. a window into Patrick's sex life. <laughs> um, yeah, so what this beer is for me is everything I love about West Coast ideas. Mm -hmm. uh, I prefer personally a danker version of a west coast ipa than a fruitier version or a you lighter like, mouthfeel get into that simcoe mosaic yes. kind of like dirty danky bun i mean mosaic is my favorite hop mm -hmm. and i think that is the one of the more prevalent flavors in that is just a dank bomb speaking of my favorite hop what do you think's in cuddle puddle uh oh okay yeah, I, I was thinking. I was like, "What is this?" Like, I, I know you love Strata, but I was thinking like Citra. I actually like, don't know what my favorite hop is. I know it's Mosaic for me. It's Galaxy but, for sure for me. Yeah, you just love those pineapple. those Southwest uh, the, God, the Southern Hemisphere hops. I do love Southern Hemisphere, but Galaxy. Oof. Is it, is it Talus? Do you love Talus? Ooh, the Neo Mexicanus. Ooh. <laughs> oof. Coconut's your favorite flavor. Yeah, go back, go go back to Neo Mexicano, wherever the hell that is. Um. So what this beer does is it gives me a nose that isn't overly fruity. It just gives you kind of that hop bitterness in the nose. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty even sip throughout, but it's dank. It's rich. It's full mouthfeel. It's like it. It's everything I love in stouts in an IPA in terms of the mouthfeel and the richness and the and the and the hitting you in the, in the in the tongue with the flavor. It's everything I love in an IPA, and the fact that it's a gold medal winning American IPA GABF is just fantastic that right. we get this. <clears throat> Uh, easily available locally because I love it. Right, and there's so many factors that go into kind of those metals and stuff. It's about timing of your brew, transportation, the biases of the judges on the on the on the panel. There's all this stuff. So there's you know you got to make good beer, but there's a little bit of luck that goes into winning, you know, especially these high profile categories. But I will say, so if you cut like if you cut that aside, like the the the, the wards, you know, the OBAs and the GABFs and all the accolades that Volatile has gotten, I know it's hard to take that away. Is this not the best West Coast IPA in the state of Oregon? Yes. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I think it's close. I think there's a lot of great West Coast IPAs in terms of what my mouth likes. It's <clears throat> not close. Wow. Like I, I, I like a lot of West Coast IPAs <clears throat> in this state, but. In terms of ones that I will go back to over and over mm -hmm. and over again, there's not a lot of them. And volatile substance is one. If I see it on the shelf and it's fresh, I'm getting it. Yeah, because I, I think there's you know probably six or seven, you know that all kind of live up there at that top range. 
And if you blind taste tested me, I wouldn't be shocked if I chose volatile substance unless we we're at Hop House, Can which you... apparently I think it's the worst beer ever made. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and to be fair, I have had a really bad volatile substance before as well. Yeah. Uh, mm. Actually, at the on the by design pizza location that's now von ebert by me which makes me think there's a lot of other factors yeah, yeah, yeah. that could be going into i that. don't think it was a beer thing i think it was more of like a line thing or something but i i went there with my roommate like late last year and i got volatile and it just it was a completely different beer yeah. i was like i don't know what i'm drinking so yeah. I, I don't know what happened there but when it's fresh it's like it's like drinking heaven i know to me i didn't even have any fresh hop this year did you have fresh hop volatile <laughs> no, because when I went to Von Ebert two weeks ago, both were on the menu, and I went with the classic. I know, me too. Well, I didn't go with Volatile. I drank lagers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, because they had both regular Volatile and Fresh Hop, and I was like, just give me the regular. Just give me the regular. I was done, I was done with Fresh Hop. Which is the whole point. point of what we're doing here. Yes. That you were like, that's my well. Yes, exactly. Um, and I, and I always have to check the dates, because sometimes, you know, they'll sit there a little while, especially if it's a beer that's constantly on the shelf. Mm-hmm. I was so happy to see it was in that 15, 14 day range. And it's hit, it's it's so good. It's so good. It, it's one of those ones that, almost the Cuddle Puddle is almost easier to, like, define the flavors in it. Well, I think because it's softer. It's softer, the, the perceived bitterness is a lot lower, um, so you're really getting... It, it it puts a lot of those hops and malts at the forefront. But the hop character in this beer is so good. And it's like, it's one of those things where sometimes hops will give you a flavor of a fruit, right? Like you, you always talk about like you've been tasting a lot of strawberries recently or mm-hmm. whatever. I don't get a fruit from this. Mm. What I get is hops. Yeah. I know I'm drinking mosaic hops. Mm-hmm. So it's perfect. Yeah. And, and that's what I want. I just love Von Ebert. I love everything about him. Yep. Number. 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 Number five. Number two. Number five. Joe DiMaggio. Jolt and Joe. Number. Excuse me. Number five is the beer that I couldn't bring in last week. I'm really glad you brought it in because you talked about it and I was like, oh God, that sounds terrible. And then you kept talking about it and I started to kind of become a little bit of a believer in the sense of I was like, Okay. All right. I see you. Well, so I'm interested. The reason I think you might enjoy this is because it is a milk stout, which is the stout Woo! of choice that you do enjoy. <clears throat> because if I'm going to go, if I'm going to go stout, which if I'm going to go stout, I tend to want opposite ends of the spectrum. I want it either dry, dry, dry Irish, low ABV, or you know, let me get stoned and have a little chocolate. Mm-hmm. You know, and the right. milk stout gives me that that sweet lactose, milky smoothie kind of excitement that i like now uh i'm gonna be curious to try this again because it was so like startling to me when i first had it mm. because you think uh, uh, i should say what the beer is it is the <laughs> I, I mean you if you're a listener you know but it's the public coast peanut butter and jealous milk stout with pb and j and it says on the side peanut butter milk stout paired with our own public coast farm blueberry jam God, making beer at the coast must be awesome because you're just like, oh, I got this little plot of land. I'll just grow some fruit here. Well, well, I'll get to that in a second. Now the now the strawberries are miffed and the blackberries won't even speak to us. But you know, haters gonna hate and ainters gonna ain't. <laughs> I kind of like that, even though I hate that kind of BS on cans. It's kind of funny. Yeah, that's a good one. This is not from the coast. Remember, 
Public Coast has opened a farm right on 26 before you even get into the coast range. Oh, you're right. This is from that farm. We drove by it. Yes. Yes. These are from that farm. It's a huge plot of land. And they've they've opened up like a almost like a farm stand, like a like a farmer's market there. Yes. Um so this Whoa. this is a milk stout made with literal blueberries from their farm and peanut butter. And for me, peanut butter and jelly is the comfort snack. I would have that for lunch every effing day as a kid growing up. It was always peanut butter and jelly on whole wheat bread. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So for me, it's a huge comfort food. And milk stouts, I love all stouts, but milk stouts are are certainly great. And because I picked the last beer, I wanted to make sure we had a little bit of a differing style for the tasting room. This this gives you so much blueberry fruit character. Yeah. You can really get it, but <clears> it's... I feel like it's not overly strong because it's a milk stout with peanut butter that kind of cuts it out a little bit. It also makes me wonder if they... So this is an interesting thing when a lot of people talk about fruit in in beers, um, especially if you're using actual fruit and not a puree, is a lot of times, and I know this in in talking with people that do barrel-aged sours with fruit, is the skin on fruit is a huge factor. If you're leaving skin on or taking skin off... And there's another aspect with blueberries that I'll get to in a second. By leaving skin on, you are going to naturally create some extra bitterness. Because skins, think apple skins. Think uh, grape skins, okay? They're bitter. They're, they're, they're chalky a little bit. You know, they've got a little kind of earthy, dirty kind of flavor to them. <clears throat> to where if you remove that skin and you just do the inside, that's where you're getting your sweetness, your natural sugars, and your flavor. So depending on which route you want to go is going to dictate how your beer is going to taste. I wonder if they left the skins on because I'm getting this like oxidized, like in a good way because blueberries are so high in oxidation, this kind of oxidized, earthy kind of uh, dampness. Doesn't that pair better with the peanut butter in your opinion anyway? Yeah, I do. I do. And I think the other aspect that I was going to get to is... I think you need that when you're using blueberries in a stout. You might not want it if you're doing it in a sour, but I think you need that in a stout because blueberry is one of the hardest fruits to encapsulate because it's not an overpowering flavor. Mm-hmm. It's like watermelon. Like watermelon's 90% water. Yeah. So to harness that watermelon flavor from actual watermelon is really difficult. It's why everybody does peaches and nectarines because there's so much substance there that you can get so much more flavor out of it. Do you like the beer? I don't know. Because it's it's a lot. I don't know if I like it. I don't dislike it uh, by any means. Um, so it's not that. There's some kind of, gosh. I think the thing about it that is maybe going to be tough for some people is that it's not nuanced. It's like peanut butter and jelly, yeah, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I kind of wish. And you're like, okay, I taste it. But I love peanut butter and jelly. It's one of my favorite combos of all time. So it's like, it's it's great. I think this combo needs to be adjusted. I don't know if it needs to be more peanut butter or more more blueberry. I mean, it, I think it needs a little adjustment. Okay. 
I think, I mean, if I would, if I were to agree with that, I would say more peanut butter because the berry is so dominant. That's where I was going to go. I would most likely lean towards more peanut butter because I think when it comes to stouts, peanut butter plays better with stouts than than the the, the berries do. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I like that uh, the raspberry and thorns. Yes, milk stout, the cocoa cow series from Sun River because it is just so subtle raspberry. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is very bold blueberry. Yeah, but I think the funny thing is it's almost in the nose. You smell the peanut butter more than you taste it, but because you get so much of your taste from your smell, that it's almost like it's it's almost like that works to yeah. me. Because this, so much <clears throat> of what you, I mean, it's all connected. Mm-hmm. Which is why, if you have a cold, you can't taste anything, or COVID, you can't taste anything, <laughs> because your nose is plugged up. Right. So I think I think some of that is part of it as well. It's like the peanut butter comes off and the chocolate comes off in the nose, and then it's like. Here, here's the here's the fruit. This that that beer screams to me you. Yes, you know very much so. Um, I think I think you like, I think you've drank enough stouts in your life and understand the base, the base design, the base complexities of a stout that you're almost at the point where you need more. Mm-hmm. You know that you're like, yeah, this is a great stout. You should put add some peanut butter and jelly in it. <laughs> you should get some marshmallows in that. Well, okay. With that sentiment, here is the final beer, and this is one that is kind of one of those that's like, hey, it's a great stout. This is Ecliptic's Ort Imperial Stout. Classic. The reason I picked this is because it is a classic. It is one of the first moving here beers that I had that was an Imperial Stout because it's always in cans. Well, and I think it is one of the earliest Ecliptic beers, Yep. too. I mean, shocker, one of John's early beers is a dark beer. Yep. You know, and and this this doesn't have any adjuncts, doesn't have any extra flavors. It's just an imperial stout. And for me, if I can find an imperial stout, I will always buy it. If there's a new one, I will always try it. This is my favorite style. The I will, imperial, the not imper- just a base like the export stout, stout, American stout, imperial. You like that extra oomph? Yes. Uh, I mean, barrel aged would be number one, but I wasn't going to sure, spend sure. twenty five dollars for a tasting room for us to drink a quarter four ounces of it. Yeah. Um, but if I'm going regular canned beers, I will get an Imperial Stout every it's time. so great. And this is one of the first ones that I would get almost every other week because it's it was- so nutty and chocolatey in the Almost nose. on the, sh- always like on the real shelf. nutty. Mm-hmm. Sorry, continue. And the other thing about it is that it's not a coffee stout, which I do struggle with. It gives me, th- this beer gives me characteristics and stouts that I prefer, which is chocolate, mm-hmm. which is nutty, which is- w- w- um, you know, dry. It's a pretty dry imperial stout for for imperial stout's sake. It's just right up my alley. Um, I just took a sip of it. What I really like about this one it feels really dry on the back end. You know, and that's so huge. Yep. Because once you see imperial, it's why I don't drink double IPAs. I find them too sweet. I find them too boozy. This is such has such a dry finish that it's almost like that booze you get in the mid palate kind of dissipates because it finishes so dry. I'm shocked that John Harris still makes good dark beer. What? Shocked, I tell you. So there's our tasting room. Uh, what would you like to pick for beer of the week? Which one is speaking to you most? Oh man, it's tough because we're gonna. Op- these are obviously our particular sure, sure, sure. sweet spots. Uh, I lean towards the hoppy stuff, obviously, because that's where I go. Uh, my vote might be for the Ort. I think this beer is great. 
I think the spear is fantastic. I mean, you don't, I need it, to, don't need to pull my leg on I, that one. I don't lie to you ever, Mike. Um, I think I think the dryness, I think the fact that this ABV sits somewhere 9, 10 range, right? Nine, uh, 9% on yeah. the dot. Uh, it doesn't taste it. I think it's a really smooth. I think it's really clean. The fact that an Imperial Stout ends this dry, I would drink more of it. That, to me, I know I'm going to drink more of these hoppy beers. Even if they weren't as good as they are, I'm going to drink more of it. The fact that I would drink more of this Imperial Stout, to me, says that's what I would choose. Well, Or the Cucumber Berliner Weiss. Well, what's funny is that I was going <clears> to <throat> say, out of the three that you brought in, I most enjoyed the Cucumber Berliner Weiss. <laughs> it was so shocking to me. But if you're going to say the Ort, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. The Beer of the Week this week is Ecliptic's Ort Imperial Stout. Let us know. Uh, we didn't make this an interactive tasting room, but if you want to go out and get them yourselves, uh, feel free to let us know I'll what you feel about the beers. The can- I'll take a picture of all the cans. I'll throw it on the Instagram and... Uh let you guys catch up on it if you yep and uh subscribe rate review download wherever you find us and uh we'll see you guys next week king says (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.